welcome to another week of Tower Race. And we've got Anne back here, or I should say for the first time, because the other time got sadly got lost. That's right, yes. Mm. It was so good that it disappeared into the nether regions of the internet. Technology. Never to be resurfaced. <laughs> you can't rely on it, can you? can't rely on it at all, no. Rumour has it that it was just so good the world couldn't handle it. All right, yeah. yes. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> so we're here to have a conversation because we've been trying to unpack what love might look like in our world because we all care deeply about this thing, but it's really difficult to try and figure it out. So we've been unpacking what these different um, statements that Jesus made uh, look like in our day-to-day lives. Um, so I think we were talking about murder, about anger and about hatred, about contempt. So I might just read out this little bit of scripture uh, from Matthew 5, from 21 onwards, and then I'll throw to yeah. you guys, and I'd love to hear what your first reactions to this little bit are. So Jesus makes this statement. He says, You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders, murders will be subject to judgment. By two, that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fires of hell. Pretty radical statement. Like, What are your first um, observations there? Well, I think he's talking about um, the danger of anger and how we can categorise people's actions. But I think what he's saying is, is that um, words are powerful and they can damage us on the inside. So whilst we might not have committed murder, sometimes our words and our feelings and our act, the way we can express that can be as, as damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so our anger can be sticks and stones will break my bones, but words mm. can never hurt me. That's not really true, is it? No, I think it helps to understand what anger is and... Um if you understand something, you can handle it better. Anger is an emotion, a feeling, and like all the strong feelings, that's like the um, engine of the car and the thoughts are what steer steer the car. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference between the feeling of anger and what causes it through our thinking and what we can do with our thoughts to harness it. Um, there are three other basic deep feelings. They're joy fear and sadness and joy doesn't need any we don't need to worry about that (laughs) but sadness if you're sad you need comfort if you're fearful you need information or protection and if you're angry initially you need space because you need time to tame the wild horses Mm. it doesn't come immediately in most people most in most people anger comes from It's a sort of cover for hurt, fear and frustration. It comes from a feeling that you've been treated unfairly. Mm. You know, the the person who murders is an obvious example of that. They they, they usually are acting on an overwhelming feeling of I've been treated unfairly by someone or something. And um, and that's, that's the thing you can question. Mm. with your thoughts, you know, how fair is it that I'm overcharged for my um, jar of honey or how fair is it, you know, that people should consider my feelings before they do something because in most cases people are just always getting their own needs met all the time and they don't always realise that they're going to bump into your needs getting met. Mm. 
So you can handle feelings of anger by first of all getting space and if it's if it's um, a, anger's like a real energy it's a fight or flight response yeah, sure. it's a way of getting away from the saber-toothed tiger it's <laughs> built into us for our own good our own protection so you um, go out and mow the lawn or chop some wood or do the vacuum cleaning or um, if there's none of that's available kick the wall um, <laughs> get the anger out and then when you have subsided that feeling, like prick the bubble, you can come and talk to someone about it. That's a really good way. I felt angry when, you know. Yeah. Did you realise that? Um, I, you know, I don't know if you understand, but when you said mm. such and such, um, but you can't always do that straight off. Mm. And that's why people say, I couldn't help it. Um, I just did it because, you know, I, I couldn't help what I... You, you actually can help. Yeah. what you do you we wouldn't be rational beings if we couldn't help what we say or do yeah um but it seems as though yeah. we can't help it if we don't give ourselves time to think yeah. and correct that irrational belief that somebody did it just to annoy us or to be unfair Sorry about that. No, do you good. think it's yeah. hard for people, though, to leave the feeling and get into that space of thinking? Yes, it's very hard. Um, and it takes a lifetime of hard work <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So do you think it, the feeling becomes more of the habit rather than the, the, think, the thinking part? You know, mm. like I feel, like most people can mm. express when they feel angry, yes. um, when they might mm. feel rejected, betrayal, frustrated, all those kinds of things. But it's then switching from that kind of going, that's not the end of the story. I then have to process what that was all about, which is what I think Jesus is trying to get us to do because he's trying to sort of say, yes. you know. Don't just attack, he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't say rucker yeah. or you idiot or yeah. just, don't just do that. Yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, you can actually damage. You can you, actually You damage. can do yeah. the damage as much as what you think you've been damaged. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a good point because... Um, so obviously Jesus was saying this to a crowd who had been brought up with the law, do not murder, and so that's what he's talking about. Yeah. But Jesus is taking it that step further. It's not just about the action, but it's about what's going on in the heart. Because yeah. if I were to say to you, oh, I was really angry with you, mm-hmm. and you'd be quite wounded by that. Totally. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there'd be something inside of you that would be upset by that. So there's something going yeah. on that, that's about anger that's more than just if I actually act upon it. There's something with our thinking there too, isn't there? Yeah. That could be hurtful. And I think it offers an opportunity to go deeper. Yeah. But you have to be mature to be able to get to that deep space. You, all, you have to work You may not through. be mature, but you have to realise that it's your irrational belief about something mm. that's making you angry. Mm. So every time you say you... That's a bit of a lie, really. You're not doing anything to me. It's the way I perceive yeah. how sure. you're behaving. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I tell myself. So we really need to take ownership in those moments. Yes. Whenever anger arises, yes. even if a boundary has been crossed, yes. one of the first questions needs to be introspective. Yes, and think, what is it that I'm feeling? Is it hurt, fear, um, frustration? What, what's frustrating me? Um, what do I – do I think this person really should do such and such or, mm. you know – is it fair to believe that? Mm. Did they know that I, they were taking my parking spot? Mm. Did, um, and if they did, what does it matter? Often you have to reason with yourself. Mm. Yes, how important is it is a good question. Yeah, yes. that's Because otherwise, you know, people do get into a habit of being angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go around like a little volcano, venting. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and anybody who's there gets in the way. Are some people like some personality types more prone to anger than others or is it? I don't think so. I think humans are prone to, to misreading situations and, yeah. um, and getting angry unreasonably. Yeah. Do you think that's to do with our need to control? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. our, it's our need to get everything done our way. Yeah, yeah that's control. Yes. So often we um, fire up on something and we're actually not God, but, yes. but we kind of think we have the right of the right to be God or yes, exactly. whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember you once saying that there's no point, that one of the big lessons for you was learning what you could control and what you couldn't control yes. and what you couldn't control, you just have to let go. That's right, yes. And I used to explain it to people as being like a... Um, I think the analogy is with a with the top order batsman compared to the tail end bunny. Um, <laughs> I love good cricket analogies. Yes. Continue. <laughs> I think it's it's uh, so obvious, isn't it, that expert batsmen only hit two kinds of balls: ones they can score from, or ones that they might get out to. Yeah. They hit them away. Yeah. Um, Tail enders swing yeah. at everything. Tail don't enders they? try and hit everything, and they just get <laughs> out. Yeah. I was always a tail ender, and yes. I've got to admit, I was a tail ender. I'd always take these big swings at Dad's pies, yes. try knocking onto the beach. <laughs> Which means that the bowlers can get around your guard. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Yeah. I kept getting out. Which always puzzled me because bowlers are the ones who are tail enders, and yet they don't seem to realise that they've got to get better at getting around them when another bowler goes. Yeah, <laughs> they're not real clued on, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Especially the fast bowlers. So I've got a question then. So it sounds like uh, both of you have just been talking about boundaries mm-hmm. and how it's when a uh, boundary gets crossed that then we feel anger or like a, a previous scar or baggage gets pressed upon, like yeah. a trigger point that we have anger. So if we um, are people that control boundaries well, what does that mean about our anger? Do, do we anger more often, more frequently because we know where the boundaries are or do we uh, are slower to anger because we've got better control in those spaces? I think we practice okay. behaving better yeah. um, as we get older. I know I've, I've suggested it to other people to do. I don't know if I've done it very well <laughs> myself. But you, you go through a process of thinking, well, what's the outcome I want? And this person's you know, yelling at me, what do I do? And um, you can disarm anger. You know, you can... You can prick their balloon, their mm-hmm. angry, their angry balloon, by saying to them when they pause for breath, it "Sounds like you're really upset about this." You have to say it very sincerely, mm-hmm. um, be- otherwise they'll get they'll just get worse. <laughs> if, you, if you said, you know, "Gee, you sound upset," that's not <laughs> going to work. <laughs> but it's you've got to take them seriously and, and say feedback the feeling. It sounds like you're really upset about this, mm. and um, if, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough, hasn't it? If you can empathise with someone, you can prick the, you can disarm the anger, mm. and it's amazing how quickly that anger calms down, mm. because a lot of it's been vented anyway. Yeah. Yes. And you need, need, you know, you need to get to where you can talk about it. We've got a little script between a teenage girl and her mother. Do you want that, to do that now? Yeah, would that be a good idea? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to open this up because we um, forgot to photocopy it. So Shaz is going to read from the uh, computer. Yes, I'm screen. sorry, we didn't learn it. Yeah, rude. We didn't learn it. I'm sorry. Can you read that, Chaz? Yes, I can read that. Oh. Off you go, daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You are so stupid. When will you try to understand me? Cut. (laughs) (laughs) 
and treat me like an adult. <laughs> and treat me like an adult. You're really angry, aren't you? I'm not sure what things you're talking about. Why can't we sit down and talk about it? Talk about it? I'm not even sure you're smart enough for you to even understand a simple sentence. I mean, I want to stay out until 2am on Saturday. Look, I want to talk about this, but I really can't think straight when you're screaming at me. Sit down and let's talk about it calmly. I am calm. I'm willing to talk about this if you'll sit down and stop screaming at me. What if I don't want to stay? Well, then let's talk about it later when you're not so angry. I want to get this settled, but only if you're not yelling at me. I want to settle it right now. Then please sit down and stop yelling so we can deal with it. Okay, I'm sitting and I'm not yelling. I really would like to stay out late. <laughs> Kiko, you're doing well. <laughs> Next Saturday. Next <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> yes, what, what we're doing there is the person, the mother's sticking to her guns all the way through. She's, she's pursuing an outcome, isn't yeah. she? She's saying, you know, I want to do this with you, but not if you're yelling at me. And that's the negotiation. Mm. But what we usually do is we get caught up in the feeling and we start yelling back. Mm. And, you know, words like idiot and stupid mm-hmm. yeah, and you, you always and you, you know, we let those things in. Um, feelings are very catching. That's a problem. You know, they mm. catch from one to another, particularly anger. Yeah, okay. And fear, fear cat is very catching too. Um, so we have to be on our guard against that. And pra- I, I try to practice things like um, talking, uh, talking about my feelings instead of uh, instead of expressing them to someone. For instance, when I get angry with Colin, now he's a very nice person, but occasionally I do get angry with him. I, I plan how I'm going to speak to him about it, and I say something like, "Colin, you know when you did so and so, well, I was trying to do such and such, and it." we sort of clashed with each other. It's, it's more or less an analysis rather than an accusation. Mm. Mm. And you can learn to do that mm. and it feels better. Mm. Do you think that it's because people don't, that we, not people, but we all struggle to keep short accounts. So it's kind of like we have one episode and then there's another episode and then before we know it we've got a big bundle of yowies mm. And then when we actually start to talk about it, one yaoi leads to another yaoi, which leads to another yaoi, mm. which leads to mm. another yaoi. Yeah. Whereas in that story, you kind of figured out that the daughter wanted to stay out late um, and, and you could have bought into a whole heap of different conversations then, you know. Stick to the – work out what outcome you want and just stick to that. Yeah. That's why men are often good at dealing with teenagers rather than women because they're more logical in the – the way they pursue okay. an outcome. Yeah, I'm not saying all men are, but <laughs> many men are because they, you know, they approach often approach feelings through their thinking. Yeah, which helps. Yeah, yeah. Something you said mate, reminded me now. I've forgotten now. I've forgotten it again. Um, well, it's just how it can you can end up with a big suitcase rather than yes. dealing with mm. one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes I think that when marriages in particular are starting to break, that's where you do need help because 
Because often there's a bag full of stuff mm. rather than just one issue mm. and, and you need that third person to help you stick to that one issue and then you deal with that issue and then yeah. you deal with the next one and the next one. So you have to see, I think counselling sometimes is a long-term, not a short-term fix, whereas most people, they'll go to try a counsellor maybe once, twice, well, they didn't help, but it's because they wanted the whole bag fixed, which might have taken seven, eight years to fill, and then they want somebody to unpack that in two sessions. It just doesn't work that way, does yes, it? It's not a case of untangling, really. It's a case of practising better communication techniques. And I, that's why I often have recommended to people that they do a short communication course like the one that LifeLink used to offer, but LifeLink doesn't do that anymore, unfortunately. Um, I don't know who's going to take their place because train at Lifeline is quite ex it's very expensive. Um, yes, what what you what you say what you're saying reminds me of something else, which is when it hurts, when it pinches, say ouch. If you tread on my toe, I'm likely to say, Shaz, you're steady on my toe. Move off. But I don't if it's a feeling. If it's yeah. a feeling, I'll store it up and resent and simmer and poke it and prod it and feel it and feed it. What you need, we need to learn to do with our friends, with people that matter to us, is just when they hurt us, is to say, hey, that hurt. Mm. What did you say that for? Straight away, you mm. know, just as you would if it was a, um, an, mm. a nudge or a, um, a treading on the toe. Mm. Because what it le that leads to, storing things up, is something horrible, really, 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 really bad called passive aggression, mm. which is when you bang things around mm. and you say nothing when somebody says yeah. what's wrong and you sulk. Mm. And that means that you've, you know, you've been sitting on something for far too long. And to Dr Campbell, he says that that's the worst kind of anger out of all of them. Um, the passive aggression and that that's what under what's underlying a lot of suicide a lot mm. of um, wow. uh, drug alcohol mm. addiction a lot of our acting out kind of behaviors that it's mm. actual passive aggression because as a child we often say to children don't you talk to me like that or don't you behave that way well a child only has its non-verbals and its behavior yes. to communicate and so then they learn to stuff it Rather yes. than we, and we're not training mm. the children how to express anger. And yes. then as adults, they have all this stuff that's just been stuffed down. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. And they've never learnt the skill of anger. No. And passive Most people haven't awful. learned a lot, any communication skills. It's not taught in schools and it's not modelled at home very often because we model on our parents. Mm. And my, I don't know about you, but my mother was a classic stuffer. I mean, you know. I'd, I'd invite someone home after school and if she didn't like them, the next day she'd be banging the broom around and mm. looking like thunder. Mm. And she would never confess. Oh, I didn't ask her then either. But she, you know, she would never come straight out and say, tell me about this person. Yeah. She'd just express it in that passive, aggressive way. Mm. Yeah. And um, so I had to unlearn a lot of bad habits too. 
How do you um, broach it with somebody that's being passive aggressive? Do you know what I mean? Is oh, it just you, you name it up? Describe the behaviour. You say. Oh, so they're mo- they're sulking. They're trying to send messages, Watch but you're out not for really. Your words. Yes. Yeah. You haven't Erica. spoken. To me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Erica, you haven't spoken to me since breakfast, and you look a bit sad. I yeah. wonder if there's something bothering you. Is yeah. it something I've done? Yeah, but how do you do that when when people aren't mature enough to have the conversation? Well, you've got to do the mature bit, bit of it. So they yeah. say, yes, I'm angry. Yeah. And then you've got to prick the balloon and yeah. be empath- empathetic and say, well, I can quite see that, you know, that would upset yeah. you and it would upset me if it happened yeah. to me. But that's not what I meant to mm. do, you know. Yeah. That's I think good. that's about boundaries though, don't you think? Like I think bound- bound- Brené Brown says the most loving people in the world mm-hmm. are people who have strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I think even if the other person doesn't understand or accept what you're doing, I think to offer them the gift of a mature conversation, a mature boundary, a healthy boundary, mm-hmm. even if they reject you and reject the thing, you've mm-hmm. still offered them the best love mm-hmm. possible. Whereas I think if we never offer health, then we're not ever offering them true love, yeah. I don't think. That's good. Do you do, mean do you, you can, you can teach them to not um, not be passive aggressive or what? Like I'm just saying that in the situation, so Jono's talking about somebody who's passive aggressive, who might be too immature to hear or to, to have a conversation, conversation. Mm-hmm. about their behaviour. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that I don't think it's loving not to have the conversation because I actually think that by offering... So when you offer that conversation, you're putting a boundary down mm. on the passive passivity and you're kind of saying enough's enough, mm. you're, you're better than this, mm. there's more in you than behaving yeah. this way, so we're yeah. going to attack, try and tackle and have a mature conversation. Yeah. Regard, that person may or may not receive that conversation. Right. Well, no matter how hard you try, right. but because you've still offered them love mm. and you've offered them That's the really best bit of love. You what? What we're getting into now is assertiveness. And assertiveness is always a good thing to have, even though it hurts a bit to begin with. Mm. You know? That's um, good. If somebody's trying to bully you, for instance, often you have to reply assertively to them. Yeah. You know, you have to decide what the outcome is you want and you have to stick to it with them mm. so that they, can't, they know they can't push you around. Now, that requires a good self-confidence. It means that you have to approve of yourself enough to be assertive. Mm. Sometimes people have to work very hard on that. And mm. it's practice again. And it's you practice have to again. Practice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, I know you may want me to do this, but um, it doesn't suit me. Yeah. And saying no, I've had to learn to say no. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you for asking me, but no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And that's assertive. Yeah. Well, it may not be assertive to you, John, but it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Assertiveness is something you can learn and grow in, though, isn't it? Yes. Because, like, I, I'm just thinking about this conversation about passive um, aggression, and I think it's really important because it's so toxic, yes. and people stay in a really unhealthy space, and it's not good for them to mm. do so. But it's easy for us to talk about this, but I know that many people li- listening or watching to this later on, they're going to think, "Yeah, that's great," and then I know that they're going to get to small group on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, or they're going to go to work, or do you know what I mean? And they're going to p- be presented with an opportunity to be assertive and address the that issue, that toxicity, and people won't. They'll so, wimp out. Yeah, so, but assertiveness is something we can grow in, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. You do it little by little by little. Yeah, 
And the first bit's the hardest bit, isn't it? Like, it is. It's very hard, yes. Yeah. Once you've said... I don't think I started to be assertive until I was older than 40. Yeah. Wow. Because I'd been, I'd been you know, skating yeah. through life somehow, yeah. getting through it yeah. um, without doing anything yeah. non-toxic. Without, well, I was doing a lot of toxic <laughs> things. But at once I started to learn about being responsible for myself and learning to... Um, Approve mm. of myself. Mm. That that changed everything. But if you love me, you won't allow me to stay in that space without a conversation. No, no without okay, a so conversation. At some stage, you're going to say, "John, I care for you enough that I don't want you to stay in that toxic space any longer. Let's yes. have a conversation about it. Let's mm. like um, deal with the infection." Yep. That's what love would require of you. Yeah. It's easier if I were your counselor rather than your mother. <laughs> by the way, yeah. it's very difficult when you have. Um, complicated links to somebody yeah just to speak to them to deal with them clearly yeah i'm just reading a book at the moment by jean kitson um about how to deal with elderly parents my daughter bought it and Mm. she uh, gave it to me to read first and um the first thing that she says is you mustn't do things to your parents you do things with your parents so the first people to be included in any meeting are the parents and they what their wishes and you know that people forget it even a simple thing like that mm. Mm. You, you plan something and then you find out that mum and dad didn't don't want to live in the granny flat anyway mm. i'd rather go to um to um queensland of course <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yes yeah and then everybody's feelings get hurt yeah just because we don't check things out with other people, you always have to do that. It's a bit like so if you were blind, you would check out where everything is, where you're going, wouldn't you? Yeah. But we don't check out with our loved ones or with people that we know how our actions mm. and words are affecting them. It's a great analogy, that. Mm. I hadn't thought of it like that. I know. That's um, really good. It, when um, Jono was um, engaged to Erica, I remember having a conversation with Erica which went like, um, I've never been a mother-in-law before. This is really new to me. Um, you need to tell me when I hurt you or when I muck up because I don't understand all the family that you're coming from and then we've got our family system but now we're melding it into a different family system so if I tread on your toes, I won't know unless you tell me. So you need to, you need to tell me because I don't want those mother-in-law jokes behind my back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I think ha- having had that conversation, it gives permission for all sorts of other conversations to happen. So mm, it doesn't mean that, then, that the conversations will be easy. It just means that you've given permission for them to happen. Yes, and you've given a different point of view yeah, you know, yeah. What generally people do is they just keep ploughing on until they stuff up royally and then the daughter-in-law is going to be furious. Mm. Yeah. You know, they might book the wedding reception at um, the local pub at Whoop Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and say, well, this is what my family want. Yeah. And daughter-in-law, yeah, that, that, that's what happens. It's, 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 not, yeah, it's in every situation, isn't yes, it? Yes, That's what we do. Checking out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Consulting. Yeah. Negotiating. It's really good. I've got another question for you guys, though. So as I'm reading this, um, well, I've heard it said that this part of what Jesus was talking about wasn't just anger, but he was also talking about anger and contempt. Mm-hmm. Because in this 
little story that he or a few statements that he says here it doesn't say anything about what that person did to be called racker do you know what i mean like what trigger point or boundary he'd crossed or anything like that so jesus is also talking about this about how the murderer without committing murder is harboring this contempt or this anger or this hatred within his heart and that that's a big part of what jesus is talking about here do you guys have any insight into that like am i right in reading it that way or is is that yeah the worst the the worst anger is contempt yeah i you you can tell when a marriage is is going to fall apart and probably will never ever be savable mm-hmm. is if there's contempt in there mm-hmm. from one partner to another contempt is um congealed anger it's mm. something that's been thought over and over and over and it's kind of set yeah. in concrete wow it's horrible it's a horrible thing um one of the writers calls it the four horsemen of the apocalypse when you hear them thundering along and it's mostly contempt mm. contempt and rudeness to the other person because yeah. they just don't care anymore yeah that's, that's horrible yeah you don't meet it very often but sometimes you you meet it in society think of racism yeah yeah and that's generalized contempt yeah okay that makes sense sexism same thing yeah contempt because you feel as though somebody's lower than you. That's that's it, isn't it? Less. Yeah. Mm. You're taking the dignity out of them in some ways, yes, aren't that's you? That's right. Mm. You feel superior mm. to them. Yeah. And it's hard to transform. Mm. It is, isn't it? Because yes. it's so congealed. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's good. But it's so devastating to the soul. Like even just you know sticking the middle finger up at someone is a sign of contempt. It's yes. one of those early symptoms. It's painful. It can be yes. really painful at times. Um, sarcasm is a form of contempt. You know, when people excuse a cruel comment by saying, oh, it's just being sarcastic. But um, sar- if, if both people aren't laughing, it's not funny. Mm. No. There's a lot of truths told in jokes, aren't there? Yes. And they go, oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. That's a, that's a cop-out to say, yeah. oh, it's just a joke. Yeah. I often think sarcasm shows where there's been hurt. So underlying it is a hurt that's popping out. Yes, yes. In humour, because you remember yeah. I said defined yeah. anger as being feel, a feeling that you've been treated unfairly. Yeah, mm. and this is your way of getting back. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, you would think that. Yeah. Mm. Let's start to wrap up a little bit. Uh, mm. Or first of all, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Big, to- big topic-wise, pretty comfortable. Uh, can you guys please give some really practical application steps, summing up? Part of what we've spoken about today just put you on the spot <laughs> well i think first of all remember that you are in charge of your feelings whether mm-hmm. you believe it or not think before you know um think before you act mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it doesn't go feel act it goes feel think act yeah yeah and um plan plan ways of practicing non-lethal ways of dealing with other people's anger Mm -hmm. analyze your own anger and see whether you you really are right in thinking that you've been treated unfairly and then figure out a way to express that without abusing the other person Mm. and be assertive yeah Yeah. deal with it deal with it when it pinches say ouch yeah deal with it Mm. yeah instead of passive aggressive yeah behaviors 
That's good. Do you have anything to add? Uh, for me, it would be find wise people to talk to, not um, just people who will agree with you, but people who can help you understand why you're feeling what you, you're feeling and then to help you strategize. So whether that be a counsellor, a pastor, a small group leader, mm. somebody wise in, in your community, whatever community setting you're in. But sometimes I think we just need other people to hear why we're angry and for them to then help us to understand what's driving that underneath, where the boundaries are broken. Um, and I think the that's feeling the power of, unfairness of community. Comes from. I think that's the power of community. I think it is hard to do it on our own, especially if we're in the early stages. Yes. We've never practised it and we've never had it modelled. We have to have a community where it's safe to practise. And that's one of the things I love about Tyro. So it is safe to practise. Um, you, you can be angry and be forgiven. That's mm, um, very good. That's not going to be true in every community. The other thing I love about Tower Race is that this really should be taught to children from the word go. It, you know, if you feel something, say something and an adult will help yeah. you process that. And that's what we teach young mums and dads to do yeah. mm. with children. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Awesome.